Hello there and welcome into a new installment of the Career Competitor Podcast. And as always, we are the show that seeks to light that competitive fire within you in order to jumpstart or optimize your career. I'm Steve Meller and I am delighted to be presenting to you today a marketing, and I'm going to use this word guru, a marketing guru because she is doing things in a way that very few within her field are choosing to do. But before we get onto her, let me tell you all about careercompetitor.com. That's right. We have a website that provides you all the content you need, not only on the show, you can always go back and look for shows and episodes that you've maybe missed on there. But most importantly, you can learn all about my service as a performance coach and as a cultural consultant. I'm here to provide you as an individual or your team or organization the fire, the catalyst that you need as you enter 2022. So be sure to go check out careercompetitor.com to learn all about my services and certainly be able to reach out to me and connect with me there as well. Now to our guest today, as I already alluded to, a marketing guru, Danielle Chalinski joins the show. And Danielle is the founder of Chalinski Media. She also has a podcast, Coffee Date with the Podcast. But Danielle's story, as she's going to go into here, is one that is about authenticity. She understands who she is. She understands the impact that she can have on the world that she's trying to be competitive within. But like I said, that authenticity, she relies on that. She leans into that and trusts that at the heart of every decision she makes from a business and from a life standpoint, she's going to do it by acknowledging that she's doing it as the best version of herself. So an entrepreneur focused, I would say, very entrepreneur focused, entrepreneur heavy episode we have coming your way. But at the same time, I believe there's some really great content in here for just about anyone and everyone to to take away because I think it's important for us, especially as we head towards a new year, guys, to think about what is that authentic version of ourselves? What is that best self and how do we get there? How do we embrace that? So this is a great discussion to really acknowledge the work that needs to be done in that area, the importance of it, and the impact that it can have both on your career and your life as a whole. So without any further delay, let's get to Danielle Chalinski on the Career Competitor Podcast, and I hope you all enjoy. Okay, well, it gives me great pleasure to welcome in Danielle Chalinski to the Career Competitor Podcast. Danielle, you are up in Connecticut. I'm down in Louisiana, so we're experiencing two very different Decembers, I would assume. But how is your day going so far? Yes, my day is going great. I grabbed a coffee this morning. I actually just got into my office a few minutes ago. So this is my first stop in conversation of the day. So I'm really excited. Awesome. Well, I'm glad I could be that catalyst for what I hope to be a a successful day for you today. Uh, I'm just really excited to bring you on the show. You are actually uh, my second guest in a row who I've reached out to uh, through LinkedIn because I've just been really interested and gravitated, pulled towards your story. You, You appear to be the type of person that, quite frankly, if I'm being honest, where I am in my career right now, I would love to learn from you. And and, and if, if, if I'm feeling that, then I'm sure there's plenty of listeners, plenty of other people out there that could stand to learn a few things from you as well. So why don't we start right there with what it is you actually do for your career today? Yes. So right now, I am actually full-time for myself. I started my company in January 2020, uh, Chilinski Media. Originally, it was created to help small businesses with their social media, people that had small budgets, your typical mom and pop stores that 
know and recognize the importance of social media, but didn't necessarily have the time, the skills, the resources, the knowledge to do so. Uh, I was, I had some clients prior to actually like starting and launching. It was bartering and things like that. And I was like, what I'm doing, like people really want and need, and how can I make this more legit and have people recognize that I'm available for this type of stuff. So I started it originally, um, you know, your typical small business vibes Mm -hmm. and then COVID hit. And at that point, no one knew that my business existed because I was terrified to tell anybody because I was like, (laughs) how do I tell people that I can, you know, do this for them? And I just felt very um, just nervous to share. And once COVID hit, it was like that huge push of like, now is your time to share. People need you. People want you. People, you know, we're closing and all this, all this crazy kind of stuff. So COVID definitely pushed me in that sense. And um, now I'm full time, which I never, ever, 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 ever thought that I would be full time <laughs> for myself running my own business. I, I just turned uh, 26 in July mm-hmm. and this idea of owning a business, quote unquote, running a business by myself for myself in general, but also just at this age and this point in my career was just never something I thought of. But um, yeah, I I have an office now, um, not that you're familiar, but uh, in West Hartford in Blueback Square in Connecticut, uh, it's like a giant, um, it's called Spaces. Actually, Mm -hmm. you may know Spaces. Um, It's like a a co-working space, but I have um, an office here. It's an office supposed to be for eight people, but it's usually just me and then some of my freelancers. (laughs) But um, I've been here since July and that's kind of what I've been doing and going full force. And it's really been super exciting and rewarding. And I, I love that you mentioned LinkedIn because LinkedIn is my favorite thing in the entire world. There are so many <laughs> opportunities and people and all of that. So I'm really glad that we were able to connect. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I really want to start there with that theme of entrepreneurship, to be honest with you, because here I am 10 years your senior and going through a very similar transition myself, having established full time now what it is I'm trying to do as a performance coach, as a cultural consultant. And a lot of the work that I'm doing right now is me preventing myself, let's say, from getting in my own head, me trying to almost create what you would maybe call reasons to not reach out to someone or reasons to not necessarily pick up the phone or whatever it may be. And I saw this really cool post from you actually a few weeks back where you mentioned and you acknowledged like, what? It, what? how do we react? How do we acknowledge someone's interest in our service? If we act too soon, then suddenly, oh, we seem too keen. Why are we not busy? If we take too long, are we being dismissive or does it show that we're busy? Like whatever it is. And that overthinking, that obsession mindset that entrepreneurs everywhere, I would assume, no matter where they are in their journey, must be able to relate to. And like I said, I found myself just pulled to that article and just thought, wow, 100%, like over and over and over, every single day, I get it, I completely get it. So let's start there. You mentioned there at the beginning of COVID that you almost were shy, almost hesitant about explaining to people what it was that you felt you could provide. How did you discover that, listen, I need to I need to maybe check that mindset at the door and I need to start to just go for it, be more assertive. Yeah, so I think I realized that honestly a month after graduating college, my first job out of college, I was the youngest in the office and uh, most of most of my coworkers were, were women and almost every single thing that I did and I said, they thought was incredible. It was like, oh my gosh, Danielle, that's amazing. Oh my gosh, this is awesome. How do you know this? And and I thought that I was just doing basic average things that was common sense that everybody knew. And there was just so much instant gratification for me doing basic things. And I was like, 
okay, is this like what real life is supposed to be like, or am I not recognizing skills that I have? And the more that that kept happening, the less I wanted to hear about how great I was or how helpful I was. I wanted to figure out what more could I do to reach more people. And I mean, I think, I think back to, you know, how you mentioned like being shy. I think I'm still that way. I've always been used to people reaching out to me and that's how my, my business still is. Like I am completely all randomly referral based. Um, I don't reach out to anybody because I've just been in this mindset of I'm here to help people that want help. If you want the help and you are confident enough to be reaching out to me, asking for help, then I can be confident enough back to give you what I can to help you get to those next steps. Mm -hmm. And I really work backwards in terms of you tell me what your budget is and let's adapt to figure out how you can move forward versus how can I tell you, sorry, your budget is out of what I can do for you. Like go find someone else because I have just really recognized that with me being afraid to own that I am capable of what I'm doing on the back end, people to actually reach out and ask for help is really, really, really hard as, as I'm sure, you know, so I've just always been, you know, not willing to turn people away because their budget I've always been really adaptive and my business really is founded on those types of interactions. Absolutely. Well, it's empathy. I love this because this for me is such a powerful skill set, a powerful trait that too many leaders and certainly, hey, we're, we're talking about entrepreneurship. You've, you've said it yourself. You're your own boss. You're, you're, you're the leader. And even if there's no one to listen to you, you're still the leader. And I'm, I have, I have a cat at home. He's the only one that I'm leading right now. Let's That's put it why that I love podcasts. I'm like, there talk to strangers. I'd love that. We Thank get you. to talk to someone. Absolutely. Um, so from a, from a, just a complete empathetic standpoint, I love that ability to acknowledge that, hey, someone's someone's been willing to reach out to me who am i to dismiss them because i have some sort of set criteria of what i believe my service should be and i can relate to that you know here i am as someone trying to impact people personally from a life standpoint i can't put a price on what that potential mentorship that potential guidance could potentially provide an impact then that's that's almost harsh to sort of turn around and say listen I see your values I recognize what it is that you're going through but it turns out that it's not worthy of my services because my services are too expensive that's really interesting because I think a lot of entrepreneurs here in this have probably been told a hundred times over have your price have your standard don't give up for anything teach people almost convince people that your value is what it is for so many reasons so what is it that makes you almost want to everyone else is zigging and you're obviously zagging a little bit here what is it that makes you want to do that yeah i have i have none of those people are like send me your packages send me your rate card send me this i'm like no like i so i think i think a lot of it has stemmed because all this has naturally happened for me and organically just by me being willing to adapt with how things have shifted in my life. I've just said yes and no to things what I gravitate towards. So, I mean, when it comes to, when it comes to being like this, I mean, I have people always in my ear telling me to do the opposite. And I think back Mm. to you seeing that post. um, I mean, and it's still, it's still blowing up my phone every day because I didn't realize, again, I didn't realize how many people actually like resonated with that. And I was just sitting here because I'm, I'm constantly on calls and I'm like, you know, am I wasting my time by giving these random 15 minute free consultation calls to hear someone out? Like, is that worth my time and whatever? And then it goes back in my head of, 
I started this journey originally for fun on the side to use my skills, to love who I am every single day, day in and day out, not to lose my mind and be crazy 24 seven and be working around the clock like I was when I was working in sports. So I think, I think my prior uh, jobs and experience have really allowed me to be okay with quote unquote, breaking down my boundaries and saying yes and no to things that if I tell someone else, they're like, that's an entrepreneur. They're like, Danielle, what are you doing? Like, you don't know what's going on. You don't know how this works. And I, I think, you know, I, I see people that are, and even like the, the jokes on social, it's so frustrating of how we are making fun and making light of things that make us lose our minds or like things like just negative feelings or emotions or situations like, Oh, like, can you relate? And it's like, we're laughing. Like, I don't laugh at those things. Like I usually like hide those people or I mute those people or I unfollow them because I just can't be bothered with like the self-deprecating negative emotions because I've felt enough of that before working for somebody else for pay that, you know, I could barely afford rent and food and all these things. So on my end, I want to stay true to who I am and, and like what I'm doing and who I'm working with and slowly build my way up in my business and the dollar piece that comes with it. But I want to do it in a way that's sustainable for myself and my mental health versus just going out of control and being like everybody else. So I guess I kind of do the opposite of what everyone else is doing and telling me to do, which is, which is fun. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. And but at, at the same time, it, it really does. And I, I definitely want to get to this uh, in more detail at some point, but it, it comes back to you really being comfortable with who it is you are at your core. And yeah. that's something that I've spoken on the show about since the very beginning is, is the investment, the workload that must go into us knowing that person that when we wake up and we check that first person we see most days, I would assume when we wake up in the morning is ourselves and we look in the mirror. And and, and, and that has to be a moment that we're thankful for every single day. And we're, we're excited to see that person. And we're, we're interested to see what that person's going to provide to our day today. And clearly, you're very comfortable and done a lot of work in terms of finding that comfort in who it is you are each and every day, which is a, a massive testament to you. But one thing I do want to go back and acknowledge was what you what you said there fairly early on in that you weren't necessarily recognizing skills that you already had. And I think that is so much to do with the community that we put ourselves in. You know, so for you, why don't can you just talk to me a little bit about what it is maybe this community that you've because that has a big part to do with knowing yourself and really being comfortable is, is putting yourself in a community that you know you can thrive and you can be comfortable within so just talk to me a little bit about maybe the community that you exist in and why it is maybe some of those skills you didn't recognize about yourself were able to come to the surface yeah so i never realized that i had this or was doing all these things to get me to be who i am and where i am because of my community and I mean, I think back to literally as, as young as like elementary school, when almost everything that I've done, every decision, every random thing has not been because I'm like, my dream or my goal is to do this or get this. It's honestly just been me being happy in the moment and people around me just recognizing things. Like even back to like when I had to choose what instrument I wanted to play, I was like, I don't, I don't know. Like someone just pick one for me. And I ended up playing the violin. And I was, I was so good that my mom was so mad because I would play all the time. And then in eighth, in eighth grade, I got asked to be part of this like bigger group. And she's like, you're quitting. She's like, I'm tired of you playing this. Like it's just too obnoxious. But I mean, even I think back to college where 
I went into college undecided. College was the thing where everybody else was going. I didn't know what a GPA was until I had to apply for college. I, I kept calling it, you know, PAG or GAP. I didn't even know what it meant or what that did, what that was. And going into college being undecided, I had all my friends, parents in my ear of, oh, like, how do you not know? Or, oh, like, you're going to waste your money and, and go with no decision. And I'm like, and you think that that your daughter knows that her major is it's going to change eight times while she's there. Right. So I think me being willing to be okay with not fitting into the boxes that society wanted us to go in, that's what got me to where I am today. And that's what allowed me to let my community help me be me. Um, I'm trying to think to like, I mean, this is super random and kind of crazy, but I, I uh, was a part of like student senate and class council and putting on events and all this stuff in college because I was trying to figure out like who I was. And I was always a person of like, make this flyer, do this social post. Can you do this bulletin board? And I was like, yeah, of course, like I'd love to. And uh, I was a sophomore going into my junior year and there was nobody running for student senate president of the entire college. And they were like, Danielle, like you have to do it. And I was like, there is no way I'm running. There is no way that I'm doing speeches. There's no way that I'm going to host all these meetings. Like, absolutely not. There is no way. I mean, I was like, what, 19 at the time? Like, absolutely not. Like, this is crazy. Mm. And they just kept pushing and pushing and pushing and justifying why they wanted it and needed it to be me. And eventually I was like, fine, I'll do it. So I ran and I won. And I was president of the entire school my wow. sophomore year going into my junior year. And also just being a woman and a woman in power in, in this situation was Absolutely. huge in general. And at the time, I didn't even realize that what I was doing was something that people were looking at from afar of like, oh my gosh, how did she do this? Because from my perspective, I was just like, oh my gosh, how could I not do this? And having these people just always pushing me. I mean, my first job out of college, I, um, I got it because a mom that her son and my brother played lacrosse and my mom and her were friends on Facebook and my mom fangirled me completely throughout my four years of college, always <laughs> sharing my stuff, my posts, everything. Sounds and this like mom, mom, yeah, right. And this mom reached out and was like, Hey, like, does Danielle have a job yet? This position under me just opened up. I would love to have her see if it fits for her. I've been seeing all the posts you've been doing. Like, I'd love for her to have this job. And it was like a shoe in of like, I went in, I was like, this works for me. They're like, awesome. You're hired. And I've got it. Mm. And then, and then from there we had an awareness night at the local MILB team that I helped with, um, wasn't even supposed to help with, but I kind of got brought in last minute helped. And then back to LinkedIn, I added the GM on LinkedIn said, thanks for all this. This was awesome. You know, stay in touch. Four months later, I get a call from him being like, Hey, I've been following all of your stuff on social, your personal social, and what you've been doing for the company that you're currently working for. Basically, how can I get you to quit your job and come work for us? And I was just like, no way. Like, this makes no sense. I was, I had no background in sports. I right. didn't even know that MILB like led to MLB and how it all worked. Like, I knew nothing. And after going back and forth and, and meeting with them, um, after like four or five months, I said, screw it, I'm doing it. I quit my job. They, everyone was like, you're crazy. People that I, I grew up with are like, Danielle, like, why are you going to work in sports? This makes no sense because I was a person that like never wanted to watch sports or go to sports. I was there for the social aspect and the drinking and the eating. And <laughs> prior to saying yes to this job, I only running all the social media, all of the, the in-game, pre-game, post-game promotions on field. And I was like, well, this is awkward because I've never even watched the game when I was there. I've only like <laughs> hung out. And the fact that we only talked about the skills that I could provide and not about what I didn't know, I was like, 
I have to take this job because I, I know that I can walk into this job myself, be myself all day, leave as myself all day, be super transparent, ask all the questions, be super awkward, ask Mm -hmm. questions in meetings that people are like, how do you not know? But I was just immersing myself into this culture. And after a year, it's like, I went from knowing nothing to knowing so much that I, every day was just like such a, a learning transition. And while I was learning for a job, I was learning for myself. And that just goes back to this whole community of people being willing to let me be me and then just help me and guide me along the way. Well, you've had a lot of cheerleaders and I think that's a huge thing. We've talked about that on the show uh, numerous times is the power of cheerleaders and you know, network is something we've obviously discussed uh, plenty of times as well. But I, I think it's more than a network. And it's something again, I can relate to this is, you know, a big part of my decision to go into what I'm doing now full time is three and a half years of doing a podcast of building a network of people that hey, when I make this decision, a lot of them are going to not only be interested in making this decision, but be like, good for you, go for it. Let me know how I can help. And yeah. That that is a, a an empowering feeling. It's so exciting to go into something, not just being excited for yourself, but then people within your community truly being excited because it's you that's doing it. It's not just yeah. anyone. They see that potential in you. They see that great decision that you're making because they know you can truly take advantage of this opportunity. So I love all of this, and I I can't help as well that. I can I can also relate to you on that ability to almost put yourself in these vulnerable situations where you can be found out. And mm. and, and I think we as entrepreneurs really need to get a little bit more comfortable with that. I think we're always telling ourselves, hey, you need to be so educated on this particular topic before you go in and try something for the first time or whoever this person is that you're meeting. But there's there there is common ground. There's always common ground that we can find in these scenarios when we go and sit down with someone. If you know nothing about baseball, and hey, I don't know a whole lot. Let's put it that way. Same. <laughs> exactly. So if, if I go, if someone if someone wants to employ me and work with me, and I don't know much about baseball, I have to get out of my own way in the sense of hey, that we're yeah. still human beings. There's still things I can bring to the table with or without my knowledge of baseball. And you're proving that now with the work that you're doing working within marketing, working within social media, because I would have to assume a lot of the time the people that you're representing aren't necessarily companies or brands or whatever it may be, things that you necessarily are particularly educated on, I would assume. Yeah. No, yeah, not at all. And I think this is what differentiates me from a lot of other average typical social media digital marketing people is that I... I focus more on how can we get you to look as good online as you do in person. So if I were to walk into your coffee shop, walk into your, your baseball stadium, walk into your haircutting situation, how can I get that same feeling online? So it's less about trying to like, you know, be sneaky and, and strategize so crazy to like manipulate people to want to click through or buy whatever it's how can we get it? So when someone is looking you up or someone mentioned you and they type in your name on say Instagram, are they saying like, whoa, this place is so awesome. I want to go or wow, I resonate with this. Or is it like, oh, like they haven't posted in like three weeks. So like, I don't know if they're even open. Like, did they close because of COVID? Like, right. do they have anyone on staff that is doing social? So I'm trying to help in that aspect. And, and while I'm doing that, I'm helping these business owners and companies understand who they are as people and bringing them back down to this 
I'm a normal, actual human being and not this weird robot on social that everybody else is trying to be. Mm-hmm. And in the process, it's helping the process of social media and posting and creating content to be less of like a stressful negative. I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing this good enough. Or I'm not, I'm not posting how I should be posting to I'm happy with how I'm posting. I'm happy with the consistency of it. I'm happy that the caption aligns with what I would say in person. Um, a lot of the captions I say, um, voice text them. So open up like your notes app and voice text and, and like legit just speak and then copy and paste it and make that your caption good to go. And I've had people that have been like, oh my gosh, Jamie, like your captions sound like just like you sound in person. And I'm like, that's because I'm literally talking to, talking them out and copying and pasting. And they're like, well, like I never thought of that. And it's because there's all of this push from the media of who to be, how to be, what to do it right and wrong, all these things. And I think my whole life has been me doing the opposite by accident and not realizing it to like, just keep reflecting on, on podcasts and things like this. Mm-hmm. And I want to help people get to the feeling that I have of you are enough and whatever you're doing to help push your services or help push your business or help your family or help your, you know, eating habits or workout. Like all of these things are enough if you're confident in the small day-to-day steps versus the big giant picture that everyone is so worried about. Absolutely. And you know, you're, you're, you're representing authenticity, you're facilitating authenticity. And I think that's huge. And I think you said it so well there in terms of there's this preconceived notion of what a service like yours is supposed to deliver. People are going to someone like you, assuming that you're going to provide them a cookie cutter version of something that they've seen a 100 times. And here you are turning around and saying, I don't, don't tell me what you necessarily want from me. It's it's almost yeah. like tell me who you are. Tell me tell yes. me about yourself, and let me yeah. represent that version of you. And take comfort in that too, because at the yeah. end of the day, if you are working with smaller businesses, if you are maybe even working for representing one person at times, yeah, then that th- that's what they're selling. They're selling mm-hmm. themselves. They're selling yeah, and, that personality. And, and people people having to break down who they are, what they're worried about, <laughs> what it freaks them out. Like uh, they like, shift in their seat yeah, quickly. Yeah some, yeah. some calls it's like, okay, awkward pause. And I'm like, I try to like reframe quick. I'm like, okay, because it, it's uncomfortable and we're not talking enough about it of who even are you? Like, I'm, I'm trying to think, I just, I changed my Instagram uh, bio recently. Hold on. Yeah. I changed it to not here for small talk. I want to know what keeps you up at night. Mm, love that. Love because that. like, you know, I want to, I want to hear about the good and the bad, but I want to figure out, you know, what is stopping you just kind of how you started this, like what is stopping you from getting out of your own way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, while social media is social media and we're posting to, you know, get business or blah, blah, blah. We're also posting to realize who we are as people. And that's what people are missing when it comes to posting. And if we just keep like, cringing and hurting at the idea of having to post content or being consistent that's so much days weeks months years that we're just not in this positive feeling so i try to help that and it's so funny when people think that they're coming to me for one thing and then their whole perspective and and mood shifts once i kind of shut them down of like i don't care how many followers you have i don't Mm -hmm. care how many likes you have i don't care about the comments like let's look at the back end stuff. And they're just like, wait, what? Like my followers, like don't really matter that much. And I'm like, well, if you had five people walk into your 
barbershop today versus zero or a million, mm-hmm. you know? So. No, I, I, I get that completely. And I, I knew we, we'd get on social media a good bit within this chat. And one thing I'm hearing from you and I couldn't agree more is too many people are looking for the, the end result and then trying to dictate the process based around that. I want 10,000 followers, so I'm going to provide the types of posts, no matter how irrelevant they may be to who I am, what it is I'm trying to do. If I can get to 10,000 followers, then I've done what it is I want to get out of this. And you're turning around and saying, no, (laughs) no, that's not what we're doing. What we're doing is we have an opportunity here to truly use social media as this extension of ourselves. Yeah. Represent what it is, what our purposes are, what it is we're trying to get out of this, and then live almost live with the result. And and I think that is a very yeah. that is a very scary proposition when you present that to someone. Say, listen, not only are we going to present who it is you are, but now you're going to have to actually live with the result. And that is a little scary to sort of anticipate what's that result going to look like. But the best part about it is it never ends. It's ongoing. Right. It's organic. It's always going to be continuing to improve. You're going to get something from that initial result and then it's going to teach you something about yourself. And then maybe it's going to make you ask some questions about yourself that say, hey, how do I want to work on this? How do I want to develop this? I'm comfortable doing that because I'm already making this decision to start moving in this direction with what it is I'm trying to do with my service, my company, but also myself. And that is that is a big part of of everything that we're talking about here. Now, one thing I definitely want to get onto here, Danielle, before before we're done, is your podcast. You're a fellow podcaster. So yes. I, I've only had a handful on the show. I always appreciate it. You've got your coffee there. I've got mine, Coffee Dates with D podcast. So we're, part, we're doing sort of a, a version of that yes. right now in many ways. Um, but I'm already anticipating what the content of that show is about in, in the sense I'm sure you like to reveal about yourself have guests reveal more about themselves. But instead of me trying to assume, why don't you go ahead and tell us what the pod's about? Yeah, so the point of it is that basically you and I could sit at a coffee shop and have a conversation, but often the conversation that we're having is so powerful that really we want other people to hear it in the coffee shop, right? But we don't recognize in the moment of how strong these conversations are. So for example, if I just met you in person for the first time, say this wasn't a podcast and this wasn't recorded and it was like, oh, hey, you know, I saw you on LinkedIn, let's meet up, cool. We would have had this same exact conversation, not recorded. And for us to not have shared this conversation with whoever and however it pops on someone's page or they choose to click or listen or listen to the whole thing or listen to five minutes, whatever. Like these are the conversations that I want to have recorded and shared because people one, don't realize how important conversations are in general and the power of speaking out loud and what it does. I mean, I've learned things about myself from just talking out loud today and that I can, mm. you know, walk away with and, and have some notes or some new social media. I've been taking notes. You can have my notes after we're done. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, but yeah, so it's it's that piece. And then the, the other piece is that not everybody has ever had conversations like you and I are having. People, there's people that, you know, are in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 90s that have never had this candid of a conversation about their life, about what they've gone through, about patterns or habits that have formed them or shaped them to who they are today, about how it relates to family, friends, business, whatever. So the more that I have these conversations, I realize that some things that I have said or say over and over in general, people always have the same response, whether it's good, bad, whatever. And I'm like, 
I need to share these more so people can respond this way because I don't necessarily realize how impactful what I'm saying could be to somebody or things that I think are so basic can translate and same for you. So um, I started it during during COVID. Um, actually, my podcast birthday was December 4th. My friend just texted me yesterday and was like, you didn't celebrate. And I was like, totally slipped my mind. Whoops. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I started it during COVID because I am very extroverted and I was like, I am stuck inside. Nobody wants to talk. Nobody wants to hang out. No one wants to Zoom because it's just like everyone is just blah. But if I make this podcast more mainstream and make it more normal and normalize people talking, then I can one, talk and just talk to talk and whatever. <laughs> Two, have good conversations. But three, have them recorded so people can take whatever they want to take with them or, or leave whatever they want to leave. And it's been really fun. I've had a variety of so many different types of people, ages, backgrounds, um, I don't really plan or, you know, send any questions or whatever over. I have some people that like freak out and they're like, how do I prep? And I'm like, just show up as your, as yourself. And they're like, how do I do that? And I'm like, that's, that's what we'll talk about. Then we'll talk about how it's so hard for you to just hop on. Um, And I think that even goes back to how you mentioned, like the idea of being an entrepreneur and a business owner is scary because you feel like you don't know everything. I feel like the more that I talk about my life, what I've gone through, what my day-to-day looks like, the more confident I am and recognize that I don't know everything, but whatever comes out of my mouth, I trust that that's what I believe. And whatever happens, happens from that, whether it's positive or negative, but so many people walk through life afraid to just talk because they're afraid to say the wrong things or look the wrong way or hurt their, you know, ego or their personality or their online presence. And I started this podcast to help people just talk and recognize the value of what can come from that. Absolutely. And it's something that I've been asked a few times myself over the years. And people see that comfort in me to to talk and be open and be yeah. honest. And where do you get that confidence from? And it really comes with me being very, very comfortable knowing that I'm going to sometimes be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and just yeah. saying like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get this wrong once in a while. And yeah. when I do, um, I'll probably be made aware of it or I'll realize it myself. I'll mm-hmm. learn from it and then I'll keep on going. And, and yeah. that's what I love about the organic nature that is conversation. We both started podcasts for very similar reasons. And it also sounds like whatever our initial reason was, it's it's evolved and it's grown a little bit too. And that's certainly what has happened with me. And and, and I continue yeah. to look forward to certainly following your podcast from, from this point on. And you know you have someone to have a conversation over coffee with if you ever want to flip the roles here at any point um, yeah. in, in me. But um, Danielle, listen, before I let you go, I can't let you go without providing all the information that I know people are going to want to have because you're going to have more people reaching out to you off the back of this, I'm sure. So why don't you just tell everybody how they can contact you? Yes. So I am everywhere. So uh, Instagram uh, is at Danielle Chalinski, TikTok. I've been trying to make TikToks. I've been told that my TikToks are not like anybody else. And that's because I'm not scrolling. I'm saying, doing whatever I want. And um, whether it's working or not, that's what I'm going to keep doing. So um, Instagram, TikTok at Danielle Chalinski. Um, Twitter is at D underscore Chalinski. My full name was too long. Um, And then my, uh, I, I have a a website, daniellechalinski.com. And then also my business stuff is chalinskimedia.com and then at chalinskimedia um, across all platforms. 
Awesome. Clearly, you know how to market yourself pretty well. <laughs> Great stuff. Well, Danielle, honestly, I can't thank you enough. I'm so glad that we got introduced to one another and this was able to uh, work out. And in the meantime, listen, best of luck as you enter 2022. I know you've only got incredible things coming. And yeah, thanks again for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. This, this was awesome. Such a fun chat there with Danielle. I'm so glad we got connected and we're able to do that. Make sure you check her out on all those different platforms that she provided there at the end. But I want to summarize this chat with a couple of points that were brought up there that I think we can all benefit from. Again, it was a very entrepreneur-focused discussion that we've had here today. But at the same time, I think we're all entrepreneur at heart right if we're trying to be successful it doesn't matter whether you're being employed by someone or you're your own boss i think there's that entrepreneurship within all of us so if we're trying to really optimize that version of ourselves then i think these couple of points are really valuable firstly what she was talking about there with the result of social media i think that can be really applied to just life in general as opposed to getting so caught up about the result and then tailoring your process to the result can we find some sort of more authentic version of the process that we want to take knowing that it will lead to a result that will represent us, that will represent what it is we are trying to achieve? Those things are the same. The result, the re, if, you're, if you're trying to create a result, let's say that is similar or mirrors that of somebody else who is competitive to you, you don't have to take the same process that they take to get there. There's a version of that process that you can truly establish for you. You can keep that result in your mind. You can have that long-term goal. But don't let that long-term goal dictate the process itself. Find a way to dive deep into what that process ideally will look like so that it remains as connected to who you are at your core as possible. For me, as I try to build this service I have to keep going back to that exact message. If I'm going to be the best performance coach, cultural consultant that I can possibly be, then I really need to remain true to who it is I am. I cannot allow my clients to be dictating my service too much. It's important that I acknowledge that they have their concerns and they have their reasons to reach out for me, but my service still has to be an extension of who it is I am. So something that I really want you to to give some thought to there, how can you start to ensure that your process, whether it be as an entrepreneur or within the role that you have or in life in general, is more authentic to who you are at your core? The other thing I really wanted to acknowledge too are cheerleaders and understanding that we've, we've talked about community on this podcast a number of times. I think it's important to recognize cheerleaders in the sense of, you need to have the right cheerleaders cheering you on. We've Everyone talks about, hey, what is your inner circle? What does that look like? What What is your inner circle of cheerleaders? Who are the people that are truly supportive and encouraging towards you optimizing your journey, your intentions? They have to exist. They have to be around you on a day-to-day basis. You cannot be going through life without cheerleaders that have your best interest at heart, that see the value furthermore in the impact that you can actually make. So make sure you're firstly recognizing if you have those people in your life already 
And secondly, lean on them. Lean on them. Go to them. Ask for their insight at times because I guarantee you, if they're cheerleading you for the right reasons, they'll also hold you accountable for the right reasons as well. So a couple of just really great pieces of insight there from Danielle that she was able to bring to the show. I'm sure you took some specifics from it as well, aside from those two that I presented. But in the meantime, guys, listen, I appreciate you checking into the show. If this is the first time you're listening, thank you so much for listening to the Career Competitor Podcast. Make sure you're subscribing to us, especially if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. That fifth star is definitely the best star for you to be clicking on. And at the same time, be sure to check out careercompetitor.com to find out everything you need to know about me, the show, and of course, being able to reach out to me directly too. In the meantime, guys, best of luck with anything and everything you've got going on within your world. And I look forward to speaking with you all again very soon. Bye for now.